and welcome to the Your Brilliant Career Podcast. This is the podcast to discover what you can do to achieve the success and career that you deserve. I'm your host, Gillian Fox, ex-corporate girl turned executive coach, women's career expert and speaker. My goal with the show is to share practical tips and inspiration to help you to step up in your career. I know careers are not always easy and that there are a bunch of unwritten rules about career success that no one tells you about. From my early days finding my feet in a corporate environment through to a senior executive role in magazine publishing with over 100 reports, I worked with some incredible people and fell in love with the buzz and the glamour of the industry. But there were many long hours in the office dealing with difficult stakeholders and office politics that would make your eyes water. Think the devil wears Prada. I can see that those years provided some of the most important career lessons. I came to realise that women need more than generic career tips. They need the how to navigate the pain points. It is your time to shine. And this podcast is here to inspire you and help you uncover what you need to do to create the success you deserve. Welcome to today's episode. I am so happy to have you here because today we are talking about money. And I love women talking about money, wealth creation, finances, it all delights me. I am a huge, huge fan of women understanding money and having financial independence. And let me tell you why. On average, as a gender, we retire with half the super balance of men. Now, that is not great if you have the misfortune of being divorced later in life. Now, compound this with the fact that statistically, we are likely to live longer than men and we earn less. But this is the part that really disrupts me. 41% of women find money decisions overwhelming and stressful. And we know that when we're overwhelmed and stressed about anything in life, you're just less likely to take ownership. But, you know, you tend to step away. Now, I imagine many women feel this way and don't want to have ownership of money at the level that they should, not because they're not smart, not because they're not earning good money, but because no one has explained it to them. Women don't talk about money enough. And I get this. I do. My own personal experience was that I was terrible with money in my early career. No one explained it to me. And I was detached for many years. I actually saw my husband as, and I termed it this, the numerical one. And it was his gig to take care of the bills, our savings, investments. I wasn't interested. And it took me until my 30s to realise that what I was doing was madness. (laughs) So with all of that said, you can see why I am truly delighted to have the beautiful and talented Molly Benjamin on the show today. Molly is helping women in the most extraordinary way. She is educating them and changing lives. And there's no judgment with her approach. You can have the most limited knowledge and Molly helps you make sense of it all. She is an author, and we will be talking about her new book today, Girls Just Want to Have Funds. And she runs a business called Ladies Finance Club. 
Now, it's probably also worth mentioning that she comes from a pretty special family. So Molly is the sister to Bryony Benjamin, who joined us on the podcast last season. Bryony wrote the book, Life is Tough, But So Are You. And she shared her very personal story about being diagnosed with cancer. It is a wonderful episode. And I'm delighted to say that Bryony has just celebrated her fifth year in remission. How good is that? And I often see Bryony and Molly together and they are the most gorgeous sisters. The way they support each other and lift each other up, it is a joy to observe. So we have a lot to talk about today. So let's dive in, meet Molly and talk money. This episode is brought to you by my signature programs, Rise Accelerate and Rise Elite. Rise Elite is a coaching intensive program with a small cohort of senior women seeking one-on-one career support. Rise Accelerate is a value-packed 90-day program with live group sessions every fortnight. It's high impact at a very affordable price. The doors are about to open. So if you're interested, go to yourbrilliantcareer.com.au and get on the waiting list. I would love to see you there. Molly, welcome to the podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, it is great to be here with you, Gillian. And congratulations on your book, Girls Just Want to Have Funds. Um, It is such a super read. As I mentioned to you earlier, I've read it from front to back. I think it's full of fantastic tips to help women build their fundamental knowledge and skills that are essential for life, Molly. Yes, the very important skills we never really get taught. So hopefully this is a good starting point for women and they can do it with their gal pals. When it came to actually starting the business, um, a big statistic that really motivated me was that one, which is like when I found out the highest growing demographic of women going into homelessness and experiencing homelessness was single women over the age of 55 years old. That for me was a real like, WTF? Like, (laughs) what the hell? And also seeing those stats not change fast enough where women live longer, we earn less, there's still a healthy pay gap in this country. Even though I do get messages from many middle-aged white men going, please provide evidence. Um, You know, it is still very much a thing. And the fact that financial literacy in this country, especially among women, is actually going backwards. So a study just recently came out last month and that's that kind of broke my heart a little bit. Um, so I think just that this is so needed and women, we have to own our money. We are not socialized to talk about money. It is still such a taboo topic, even in this day and age where we are earning more than we have ever earned. Our careers are, you know, as big as they've ever been. Yet for some reason, we still seem to be either keeping our heads in the sand. Of course, not everyone, but a lot of women I speak to or still handing it over to the partner because it seemed like, oh, well, this is a blue job. The guy's got this. Yeah, I think it's so true. It took me a long time to come to grips with uh, really owning and wanting to understand money Mm, because my husband did look after the bills and all of that, even though I was the main breadwinner. It It was so funny, such a detached view. But, Molly, I went to a party, a fabulous party, about 15 years ago now. Yeah. And it was just one of those parties that, you know, you'll probably, you remember forever. It was at a great venue. It was lots of dancing. It was fantastic. Early in the evening, I met this woman called Ellie. Mm-hmm. 
And Ellie was quite a bit older than me. And she was telling me that she was planning on opening a women's shelter in Manling. Wow. And she explained to me at that time that the divorce rate for women in Australia is very high later in life, like in the 50s, particularly when the kids leave school. And so many of those women um, don't have any understanding of their finances and are left very vulnerable. And she shared this statistic with me. She said women who go through a separation, their quality of life drops 73% in the first 12 months. So many of them came from quite affluent or middle class Mm. provided for backgrounds and they still end up in poverty. And so she was opening this beautiful shelter and she did and, yeah, uh, amazing. Uh But I remember that just being such a catalyst for me going, Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that absolutely shocking? And then you think of how many women don't leave because they don't want to be kind of in that new poverty lifestyle. It's just absolutely shocking. And these are sometimes these are women who've worked their whole careers as well, but they don't have that money and they, it is there. Just that breaks my heart. Yeah. It's a great incentive. Do you think there are different issues that women face when it comes to money and investing? Yeah, I think, again, because when we, we're just not taught about it, we don't talk about it, it's very much seen as like, oh, can I even do that? Is that even an option? Um, so we face lots of different barriers, but I think just a big one is, especially around investing, is like, well, how do I do this thing? I don't know anything about it. Um, and it's not seen as, it's seen for white men in towers in capital cities. It's not seen for like, you know, the stay-at-home mum or the mum who's kind of working full-time or any, like, we just don't have those role models. We don't see it and what you, you know, it's hard to be what you can't see. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, in the book, that's where we really break down that you can actually get started with a dollar. We bust a lot of myths and I'm very upfront with that. Like I'm too old. I've left it too late. I'm sorry. No, that's literally never the case. You're never too old to start investing or start taking control of your finances. And if I guess you're someone who has always kind of taken the back step on the finances and let your partner do it, well, I say you can use this book as an excuse to go, oh, I'm reading this book and I want to start getting more engaged in the money. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many myths that need to be bust um, around women and money. Yeah. So, t- so tell us how you want people to experience the book. So my ideal like thing is, I guess, some girlfriends, they come over and this is how Ladies Finance Club started. This is our origin story. Literally, girlfriends coming together, wine, pizza or whatever, cheese balls, whatever, and opening up the first chapter and doing the activities together and going, and I know for the first chapter, it's money mindset. And it's like, okay, how was money talked about when we were growing up? Is this, am I still holding on to any of these beliefs around money? Okay, cool. The next time they catch up, they talk about their budget and they keep each other accountable because it's, I, I know, because I, I used to do it. I'd be like, oh yeah, I've got to do a budget. Six months later, I've got to do a budget. A year later, I still haven't done that budget. And you just have no clue. And it's so empowering and so exciting when you have full control over your money. You know how much you're spending. You know how much is coming into your life. You know that you've got savings there. You know that you're investing for your future. So really, my ideal is that women come together, they do this book, they sit down, they make their own kind of book club out of it or their ladies' finance club out of it. And it continues after the book as well. You know, they can, instead of talking about, you know, these different areas, they can focus on investing 
And, you know, my dad always had an investment club and I'm like, mom, why don't you have one? You should start one. Like, and hopefully that's maybe what it can turn into for women. Tell everyone about the different funds. Cause I, I really love the way you broke it down. You spoke about the fun account yeah. What was it? Was it the Oh My God account? Yeah. So yeah. Oh My God Fund is like an emergency fund. So this is like, this is always step one. And no matter who you speak to in like the finance world, they will always say, you've got to have money there for a rainy day. You've got to have money there for when you need new tires or an emergency has happened or you might lose your job or something, a family member gets sick and you have to take time off work. Um, you've got to have cash sitting there for a rainy day. Rule number one. And so we break that down and we call it the OMG fund because it's like, if you need to use this money, you're normally like, oh my God, something really big has happened. Um, when I needed to use my OMG fund, it's because my sister had been diagnosed with cancer and I needed to fly across the world and I needed to be there with her. Um, so this is, this, I can't like stress how important having this account is, but also how difficult it can be to set up this hat count because if you're someone who's a spender and you've never saved money, you're not just setting up a bank account, putting money in it. You're changing your behavior. You're actually going, I'm not going to spend this money. This money is here for an emergency. So we always say, open up a separate account, call it whatever you want. My can't touch this, my rainy day fund, my F off fund, my OMG fund. And you want to put a thousand dollars and three to six months worth of expenses in it. And then again, like I always say, finance, personal finance is personal. What works for me probably won't work for you. Or it might, like we might, we might think differently about money. So Again, when it comes to setting up your bank accounts or managing your money, there's different rules you can stick to, but you've got to find out what works well for you. So some people love like a zero-based budgeting method. Others like like a 50-30-20 rule, but they like to change the percentages around. But the idea being that you have separate accounts for separate money. So you have your fun money in a separate account. You have your future money in a separate account. You have yeah. your bills and expenses in a separate account. Um, but yeah, giving giving that money a job and also keeping it um, separated. Because when I get women coming to us at Ladies Finance Club and they're trying to save, invest, go on holidays, buy their groceries, all from the one account, I'm like, oh, that is messy and that is hard. But yeah. no one's ever taught you that you can actually have multiple accounts. Like you might just not know and you might not have set that. You, you can make it a lot easier for yourself. Well, I think most people wouldn't know. Well, I'd no. say most people don't do it. It literally takes five minutes on your mobile phone and then you can set up direct transfers. So money hits your account and then it goes out into the other accounts. You don't even have to touch it, which is great yeah. for people like me. <laughs> I think you're just such a great role model for all of this, Molly, because I think people think, you know, budget, I'll go shopping. Yeah. Um, you know, I won't have the, the I'm meant to have fun at this time of my yeah. life. But you always look absolutely gorgeous. You obviously love fashion and you go out and you have a life. Like you are doing all those things, but you're also managing your money. That's the thing. And this was the biggest surprise. I always thought like, okay, I'm going to get, you know, get on top of my money. I'm going to have to take my own sandwiches to work. I'm going to never be able to order a coffee out. Like I have a coffee out like pretty much every day because it is really important to me. It, I work from home. It gets me out of the house. I've normally gone for a walk and it's a big part of like, it's just a part of my morning routine. And although like it's costing like $5 a, a day and I am kind of probably cutting back a tiny bit more, but like, I'm happy to budget other places in my life so I can still have that $5 coffee every day. Cause that's important to me. And it might sound silly and people are like, Oh, that's this much each year. But like, 
you know, I want to enjoy my life as well. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so I think sometimes we can be really strict with ourselves, but actually when you've got your budget in place, it's, it's the opposite of restrictive. It actually lets you feel like, oh, I actually feel guilt-free about this. I feel stress-free because I know that this money is there and I can spend it. Whereas this money here and that's for my future and I'm already, that's already invested. I got a notification from Vanguard today saying we're about to take a direct debit out of your account to invest. My great happy days. Don't even have to do a thing. So yeah, you can, yeah. I think when it comes to those budgets, it's got, budget's got a dirty, a dirty name or you can call it your spending plan or whatever you want to call it. But, um, it's just unfortunately something like, you have to do as part of adulting and it's not something you can, and if you don't choose to do it, then you're going to, you're going to have to face up to it at one point and it's not going to be good. (laughs) It's going to come for you. It's going to come for you. (laughs) You may as well go to it. Superannuation is a fascinating one, right? Yeah. Because, you know, if you're working, you're getting super. But the statistic (laughs) that you quoted was unbelievable about, I think it was like $14 billion missing in lost superannuation in Australia. Super is really interesting. And I was literally speaking to a lady, we're doing corporate workshop with, um, it's actually one of like a massive global consulting um, firm. And she came along to one of my online events and was like, I thought I was good with money. Then I heard your bit on super and realized I had no idea. I hadn't even looked at my super. And it's something that I think a lot of the times when we start a job, we're thinking about so many things when we start our job. We're thinking about like, where's the bathroom? What am I actually doing? Wow, the job I thought I was doing isn't the job I thought I was doing. Like, ah, I hope I don't realize like, you know, all that kind of um, imposter syndrome and everything. We're not thinking about, okay, where have you put my super and what's it invested in? And have I chosen the right funds? Um, So I think it's something that we just kind of switch off from. We're also like, oh God, that's so far away. I don't even have to worry about it now. Um, But there's so many little things around salary sacrificing and just making sure you know, you know, what fees and your, what your performance is. Um, You know, sometimes especially I know um, working for a bank, I came across this lady and she just assumed that they'd be on a really good, um, in a really good super fund. And it was performing horrendously and people don't even know they can choose what super fund they're invested in a lot of the time as well. So there's a huge education piece. And we've had, yeah, again, so many women come to our roadshow event because we did a big section on super and they literally will message me and be like, Molly, I just found five supers. Like, oh my God, I just found five of them. And sometimes people are like, oh, there won't be that much money in them. But I'm like, if it had a thousand dollars in it and you were walking down the street and you saw a thousand dollars on the street with your name on it, it was like, this belongs to Molly Benjamin. Would you pick it up? Hells yeah, you'd pick it up. You'd be like, that's my money. So I'm like, that's what's happening um, when you don't pick up your money. And what are you telling the universe? What are you telling the world yeah. that like, You've got money, you don't want it. Like they're not going to give you more. Um, so yeah, very big one on find any lost super. And it's really easy to do. You just head over to that ATO, um, MyGov ATO, and you put in your tax file number and it will find any lost super you have. And as you said, there's $14 billion worth of lost super in Australia. So it's worth checking out if any of that money is yours. 100%, 100%. And to your earlier point, women live longer. Like you need to get the super part right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we live longer and we earn less. So we need to make sure our money is lasting as long as we do. Cause that's when you kind of lose control over your life when you have no money and you have to rely on government, friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. What, one of the things that stands out to me, it's always kind of stood out to me is that the industry needs to move away from this one size fits all model for superannuation and start to redesign products that are 
that are for women that mm. have very different career journeys because yeah. our career journeys just because of having kids and those yeah. sort of things can be very different but it is a very one size fits all but we have to work with what we've got for now yeah, i feel like it's unfair and even with girlfriends these days i'm like cool so while you're not working are you getting spousal contributions from your partner are you getting the government co-contribution because why should you have to suffer? And this is what's happening. Why should your super have to suffer? Because you're doing, you're, you're having children, literally. Like it blows my mind. And it, 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 I think the system needs, yeah, big changes. And it is very unfair still, but we've got to work with what we've got. And so there are little things that we can do until it changes to actually make sure that it's not just being eaten away by fees. Are there any other tips that would be helpful to share with our listeners that you think are essential for women in taking more responsibility for their finances? I think a good starting point with that is just getting really clear on where you're where you're starting from. Like what is your current net worth? So listing out your liabilities. So that's things you owe money on, things that are taking money out of your pocket, listing out your assets where you're at, what things you put by money back into your, into your pocket or your investments, you know, cash in the bank, the work, like how much your house is worth. If you have a house, liabilities would be the mortgage. Um, so listing out your assets, liabilities and kind of working out, okay, I know my net worth is not my self-worth, but what, am I currently worth on paper and where do I want to take that? And then doing that check-in kind of like once a year or even once every six months and then getting really clear on the goals you want to set with your money. And we set, we're really good at setting goals in all areas of our lives, but sometimes I find money goals, we just don't. Uh, again, because it's that sometimes that overwhelm, not sure where to start. It just feels a little bit stressful. So kind of going, okay, I want to save $5,000 in my emergency fund. And I'm going to put a date on that. And then I'm going to work backwards and work out that every day I get paid, every month I get paid, I'm going to put automatically transfer $250 into that account. And I'm not going to touch that. And then I want to learn to invest. So I'm going to do a course or I'm going to listen to five podcasts on investing because I think we think we're going to have to make these huge dramatic changes in our lives, but we don't. We just need to make small things. We just need to make small changes. Listen, start educating ourselves, podcast at a time, book at a time. It really does not take a huge amount of time. You never have to make, I'm going to move to the country and find a place that is a hundred dollars a week in rent. And like, you don't have to make huge, crazy dramatic changes. You can just kind of increase a little bit over time. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. And I, that's how I know that's been my experience as well, Molly. It's just saying, yeah. you know, I'll just, I'll just read that book and then I'll just read. That but book. you were open to it and you were like, I want to do this. And that, that, that mindset piece is so important because unless you want to do it, you just won't. No yes. one can force you to do it. You know, you can do a budget, but you won't stick to it because yes. it's just, you've got to get that mindset piece. You've got to too. have that appetite for it. But but to your point earlier, I think people have um, a lot of limiting beliefs based on the way that they grew up. Maybe they didn't see their parents manage money in a very sophisticated way. Um, maybe, you know, they've come yeah. from that mindset that making money is just too hard. It's not, it's not my background. It's yeah. not accessible for me. Yeah. Big time. Like we're so influenced by how our parents behaved, talked, didn't talk, didn't behave with money. And I think 
we almost forget that. Like even I was talking to um, a lady last year and she was like, yeah, I do this thing. Like when I get home and I bought something new, I hide it from my husband. And, um, and then I'll be like, I won't bring it out for like another month and be like, oh, this, this is old. I've had this for ages. And I said, oh, interesting. Did your mom do that? She's like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And is it your money? She's like, yes. And I'm like, so, and do you not like, and so she had all these beliefs and guilts around like spending and she shouldn't be doing it because she'd watched her mother kind of hide things from her, her dad. And it's just like, it's fascinating how we do sometimes copy those behaviors or we take a complete extreme opposite version to it. Um, if we grew up with not a lot of money, we might want to keep as much in our life as possible. So we might be not having fun with our money. We might be avoiding investing it because we don't want to lose it because, you know, we had an experience. Uh, yeah. So there's so much to unpack in that um, mindset peace and our money beliefs yeah i love it i love it molly it has been such a pleasure thank you for educating us all thank you for inspiring us to get stuck into this a little bit more too and um i hope everyone goes and buys the book where can people find you um so we're at ladiesfinanceclub.com um we're on instagram we share lots of um fun financial education it's very pink um at ladies finance club and then um you can buy the book on booktopia or any good bookseller excellent well thank you it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to give you something for free to help you with your career. It's my guide on how to say no at work. It is perfect for the people pleasers. And if you like the idea of learning how to say no gracefully and honestly, and in a variety of work situations, then you'll love this guide. It includes six scripts on how to say no without compromising your reputation. This is the sort of thing you want to quietly put in your career development toolkit and pull it out when you need it. Click the link in the description or go to yourbrilliantcareer.com.au backslash free guide. See you soon.